Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> to stop letting Pierce do this to us. Mr. Hawthorne hasn't asked a question in quite some time, Mr. Winger. He's right. I actually forgot for a second that Pierce was dead. Maybe that's what he wanted. Or maybe he wanted us to know we're no better off without him. We're no better than him. Hmm. He kind of nailed it, didn't he? I didn't just masturbate in the study room. I masturbated everywhere. Stephen Baker, is it true that you enjoy doing this podcast every week? Pass. You have to answer <laughs> the question. Pass. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Glad to be here. Back for another week. How you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm doing. I'm here. I'm happy to, to dive into this uh, primordial hmm. goop. And 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 be in our little canisters together forever, buddy. Yeah, whatever that means. That sounds great. I, d- I do know what you're referencing, I guess. Why would they put us in one together? Would they put us in a lava lamp together? Well, we both came from Dad. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Hi, I'm Zach. I think we were thinking of different canisters, Zach. When I start saying that, your time to talk <laughs> is done. <laughs> <laughs> Now we've got to scrap the whole thing. 
You know what? I'm not even going to say a little quip with my name. Hi, I'm Zach. That's it. That's it. Hi, I'm Steven. I didn't think of one. I and forgot. And a gay murderer says what? What? <laughs> How's everybody what? doing? I'm glad you're here with us. This is like, I want to say episode 87 that we're covering, something in that numbers. That wow. sounds absolutely ridiculous that we've done that many of these. That is absolutely ridiculous that we've done that many of these, Zach. And since about number 14, in the middle of each one, I'm like, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> Who am I? No, I love it. And I'm still glad to be here. And I'm still glad for all the people that help us make this show every week. So let's give them a shout out. Starting with our $10 and what? I can see in your face that you wanted to interrupt me and say something. What? I just wanted to make like a shout out, shout out, shout out noise. But I couldn't yeah. decide on one. We want to shout out our $10 burr, 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 patrons burr, burr, burr. over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Oh, Those people God. are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Brian Thurman. We love those people very much. We're very happy for the support they give us, along with all of our other patrons, uh, including those $5 patrons that don't, don't want people to publicly know that they support us, so they support us on a lower end. It's secret, secret, secrets. If you'd like to support us, you get all kinds of things over at the Patreon that we do every week, like the live stream You Can't Dis a Pre-Show before we do this podcast every week. You get episodes of this show early every week, the same day that we record it typically. And you also get our weekly Cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast, Brokeback Bebop, along with... No, go ahead. Along with all the other things that we do over there and all of the things that we will do in the future as we finish and move on beyond community. And we got to shout out Papa. Papa, Papa, Papa. Big old Papa Pizza Pops. Yes. The man, the myth, the legend. The, the man, one the men, who put the us myth, in a canister all those years ago, shook us up, and out we came. Yeah, if it wasn't for their dehydrated stay in the hospital after <laughs> filling canisters of sperm that were handed out to random people at a community college, there would be no You Can't Disappoint a podcast to be thanking our community daddy. It's true. Thanks. I tweeted this this week, and I want to... Of course, that's at Communities on Twitter. You should follow them. Mm -hmm. They're a great community fan account if you don't already. Uh, we lost Gilbert Gottfried this week. Yeah. Like, he was older, but younger than expected to yeah. lose somebody. And apparently he had an illness that you've been suffering with for a long time. So that sucks to hear. Mm -hmm. But I had this dream since starting the show, and I tweeted about this, that I really wanted to pay the 100 bucks for a Gilbert Gottfried cameo because he was kind of infamous on cameo. Like, YouTubers would take advantage mm -hmm. of it and stuff. That you could just pay for a cameo and be like, say, and then in quotes, something completely ridiculous. And he would do it in that, in that iconic voice. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted so badly to write the dirtiest community daddy shout out I could think of. Yeah. And ask we had talked Gottfried about that like a it. long time ago. I know. I genuinely wanted to do it. And obviously his death is sad for a lot of reasons. But on a personal note, it does make my heart hurt that I never actually got got to do yeah. that and that now we'll never be able to because that iconic voice isn't with us anymore yeah so that's my way of saying thank you communities on twitter how many weeks until we make a gilbert, gilbert godfried pre-recorded or, or ghost joke where one of us does a gilbert godfried impression and tries i to can't do one do you want to try do you want to know out if yourself? i can i've never tried in my life that's what he's one of those voices that like people can mimic it but yeah 
I don't know, for whatever reason, the way that he did it, the way he has it in his own voice made that nails on chalkboard voice like mm-hmm. music. Yeah. And when someone else does it, I think it's just going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, how have you been? Uh, anything you want to talk about before we get into the into the primordial goo? Is that what you called um, it? That is what I called it. I, I do want to give a shout out to a couple of shows, Zach, okay. that the kids at home might want to know that I watched. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I think, up to date with the current season of Atlanta. Very weird. Like three or four good. episodes, maybe? Yeah. I, I saw the first four. I uh, The first one, and we had just talked about this recently, Zach, so it's funny this was the first episode, but it, it kind of did a take on that story of the kid who was in the fedora that took a picture with that cop, and then there's foster parents killed him and all the siblings. I don't know if I know that story. The one, there was, like, the little black kid in the fedora that, like, hugged a cop. There was, like, a picture of it. I don't think I know this story, Steven. Oh, shit. Who was I, I just how. talking about that with? I thought it was you. Maybe you mentioned it and I didn't know the story then and I just listened to what you were saying about it. But I don't oh. think we had an extensive conversation So there was a pretty, like, viral photo of this uh-huh. young little black kid in a fedora yeah. crying, hugging a cop. And it was like, stop hate, blah, blah, blah. Everybody should get along. Yeah, This sure. whole thing. And turns out that kid was in a foster family with uh-huh. these two women, I think, that adopted all these black kids and would always tow them around. Next thing you know, they kind of lose it and they drive everybody off a bridge in the car. Including that sweet kid that's in the Yeah, photo. with the that's kids. disgusting. It's really I don't think up. I knew this story like that. Yeah, it's. I did a, a terrible job of retelling it, but that's the the cliff notes of, of what happened. Um, but and yeah, Atlanta that was basically, an about it. they did the whole, like they basically told that story from that kid's perspective, an alternate version of that kid. Um, and it was really well done. And like, they managed to make, like find a lot of comedy in some of the aspects of it while still making it weird and a little mm. bit creepy. And then like, at some point, if you know the story, you know exactly where it's going, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool when you see that, or you're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, I know exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, but that was the whole first episode for some reason. None of the characters or anything, just that story. Nope, just that story. Interesting. And then the second and third episode uh, follow the main characters, and they were great. The third episode especially was really, really, really good. Um, then the fourth episode was not necessarily about the main characters, but was also still really good. Interesting. I'm excited to get to it. I just haven't yeah. gotten to it yet. It's such a weird show, and it's it's really well done. But it's also like I I like watching it. Like I love watching that show, and I it mm. has high rewatchability. I think too, because there's a lot of little things like sure. that are done in the background that are entertaining, but really good. And also in anime news, because I haven't talked about mm. anime in far too long on this except show. for Brokeback Bebop, which you can pay a measly five dollars to get every single week on Patreon. It's true. Go do it. Um, the new season of anime is starting. When okay. I say season, like, you know, TV, like, there's, like, the spring. Yeah, it usually summer, starts yeah. in the fall for um, TV. Yeah, so anime has four to. distinct release seasons throughout the year. Okay. Um, and we are now in the second one of the year, the spring release session. I'm familiar January with the has seasons the of the year, sure. So uh, the two big ones that I'm excited about, uh, there's one of my favorite manga of all time, the third uh-huh. season of the show, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Who she's, I think I've heard you mention that show before. That one there in the middle. Okay. Um, is has just started. First episode was incredible. Music ten out of ten. Voice acting ten out of ten. It's so funny. It's like 
so, so, so good and really smart. It's great. One of the funniest shows I've ever, like, watched. And it's a romantic comedy. You should watch it, absolutely. Um, then we have the premiere of another really fun manga that's a newer one called Spy Family, where okay. this, like... It's set in not a real place, but it's essentially supposed to be like Cold War Berlin-ish is where it's set. Um, and this like spy who's like a master of disguise, like helping the country like not go to war and all this stuff. His next mission, he has to basically like um, take out this um, this guy who likes the other like faction, right? And but to get to him, the only place that he ever is is his son's school. So this spy has to, like, basically get a fake family and get the kid into this school so that he can be in the same room with this other person. So he goes and finds a random kid and adopts her. Turns (laughs) out the kid is a telepath, so she knows he's a spy, Hmm. but she's also, like, four, so she can't really do much with that. And then he, like, has to find a wife, so he finds a random woman to marry who agrees to marry him with his kid. Um, But... Turns out she's a f-ing assassin. So <laughs> it's like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith if they had a kid that was a telepath. But none of them know. Well, the, the daughter knows about the mom and the dad. But the but mom and dad don't know about. Knows. Exactly. Because yeah. the dad doesn't know about the girl or the wife. And the wife doesn't know about either. either. And so it creates some really funny scenarios where they're both like that working. That sounds pretty interesting. Job. Yeah, it's super fun. Spy Family. First episode just came out. It's done by a really good studio. The animation's beautiful. I really, really, really liked it. The first episode. And I've read most of the manga that's out, so it's good. I haven't really been watching anything new lately. I do have stuff on the list. I'm finally uh, getting to the latest season of Big Mouth. I know that's a show that that you're not crazy about. And I've always really liked it a lot because I think in all of its uh, uh, grossness, Mm -hmm. it always has a good heart and a message at the center with what it's trying to do. The type of lgbt representation that that show has in its later seasons is great but this season is the first season when i've kind of been like we're five seasons in it's getting a little samey not laughing Mm -hmm. as much per episode as i used to but i'm still enjoying it enough we've also been rewatching a show that's kind of feels like a cousin to that type of show because we've been rewatching pen 15 to finally watch the latest and last batch of episodes um that show's incredible if you haven't checked it out it's awesome, especially if you have nostalgia for the early 2000s at all. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting, funny stuff in that show. Nice. But let's move into Community, the show that we're here to talk about every week and a, a very, very important of uh, episode of Community, especially in its later years. Yeah. We're talking about Season 5, Episode 4, Cooperative Polygraphy. This episode was directed by the great Tristram Shapiro. And it was written by Alex Rubens. He's a new writer to Community in Season 5. And his only other writing credit is next season's Lawnmower Maintenance and Postnatal Care. So we only got the two episodes. But what a great episode to have on your mantle. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty nice. And the episode originally aired on January 16th, 2014. Wow, what a day that was. Junior year of high school, I believe. Yeah. These episodes we've been talking about so far in Season 5... I remember so specifically watching these for the first Me time too. as they aired, uh, eating up every piece of dialogue, especially in these episodes that were giving all the details we needed for like Pierce being gone and Troy being about to leave. I just have a very fond memory of seeing this episode and absolutely loving how they handled a lot of things in it. Well, you know what, Zach? I think we're probably closing in 
on the time where you and I became friends because we were in show choir together. Mm-hmm. We started talking about community. You know, we 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 fell in love. We had, had well, a we truly did marriage. because we didn't really have much of a connection until one day. I don't know how, but we probably just started making each other laugh. Yeah, and tickles mostly. <laughs> and and <laughs> when you have a weird sense of humor, and you have you find someone unexpectedly that can go along with it. And and also like add weirder stuff to it. That's like that's like the perfect like even still as an adult, that's how you know you're yeah. gonna be friends with someone. And that's crazy that that's been like almost eight years. That's nuts. Or about eight years, a little over eight years. Time to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's about right. What more is there to do? We should have a Simon and Garfunkel thing where we like absolutely hate each other, but we still get together to create the art that we create. I thought that's what we were doing already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can I be Garfunkel? You can be Paul Simon. I like Garfunkel better, but I feel <laughs> like I could see why I would be the Paul Simon. I mean, I am short and you're tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really f***ing anal about everything, and you're like, just take it easy, man. <laughs> I just like the name Garfunkel. That's what's that's sure my driving uh, motivation. <laughs> okay, before we get any further into what we thought about this episode, which of course we love, let's do some trivia. Trivia! I've got five. I have five as well. Okay, why don't you go first then, baby boy? Okay, what does the Inner John pod contain? Oh my god, I'm not gonna give you the answer for that one. I didn't pay that close of attention to it. Nope. Uh, it, it contains Pierce's life energy. Oh, is that all? I was thinking yeah, it was going to be like this and this and this. Oh, Sorry. I wish. Annie wasn't prepared question. for a funeral with so much what? Be- beeping? Yeah. Nice. I couldn't remember which word. I wanted to say booping, but I knew that wasn't mm, it. Because I always think beep boop. Um, how many police academies has Troy seen? And I've only seen two police academies. The last the two. The last two. <laughs> What will Troy and Abed use as their main supplies in their end-of-the-world scenario? Oh! Gold coins and condoms. Condoms. Damn it. gold coins are to buy food with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the condoms are to bargain their way onto a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's a boat. A boat. Uh, what does Britta order from Shirley's Sandwiches? Oh, a Helen of Soy. There's one more little bit. Helen of soy, but it's with the meat foo instead of tofu. Is that Ooh, what you close. To say? Uh, with no mayo. Oh, no. I, I, I I'll give like it I to you. I should still get that, though. Well, if I mean, Britta wouldn't just walk up and order a Helen of soy. That's just a sandwich. What makes it special is that she doesn't get mayonnaise on it. What Liam Neeson it. film is Jeff's review of constantly changing? <laughs> the Gray. Good job. <laughs> I like that movie. We I've talk- seen it, but I kind of remember when it came out. That might have been my family video era. Nice. I remember when it came out. It's probably it's basically Liam Neeson versus a bunch of wolves. <laughs> so it's like the Revenant, but he's like against the wolves instead of with them. I yes, seen the Revenant. it's exactly is that. that. What the Revenant is? Yeah. Also, what bullshit that that's the movie that he won the goddamn Oscar for. Everyone knows it should have been Don't Look Up. Yeah. Thank you. Um. What does Jeff's mirror say when it fogs up? You're special? Yeah. Aw. God made uh, what you special, you t- and he loves you very much. 
thanks, Larry or Bob. Bob's Bob the tomato. <laughs> Someone told me that Veggie Tales isn't religious anymore. No, and it hasn't been for quite a while. Wow. It's more like I I think it's because they got they probably didn't have any money. Yeah, they got no one was by buying someone. VHS or DVDs of one episode <laughs> of something anymore. <laughs> So uh, they were bought by some networks so they could be on TV, but then they had to do more like family uh, lessons rather than specifically Bible stories. Interesting. VeggieTales podcast. Let's add that to they, the list. You're not, don't f*** with me, Zach. I love VeggieTales. I just Veggie don't Tales. think that – I don't think the audience that that would attract would <laughs> love our brand of, of uh, dissecting things. I don't think so either. Because it would very quickly become a podcast about which characters look the most like a dildo. <laughs> and it's it, most of It's them. which vegetables have f***ed. That's the... Here's... Spoiler alert. And all like, of an, them. Anatomically, which vegetables could f***? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. What YouTube page did Troy steal the handshake from? Fans of Friends? Fun for Friends. Fun not, for Friends. Not Fans of Friends, the television <laughs> program. So I'm not going to give you that one. Yeah. Um, what's the name of Pierce's boat? Uh, the Childish Tycoon. Yeah, I like it. And my last question, what are all the bequeathments? Aw, um, Annie gets the tiara and a jar of semen. Mm-hmm. Britta. Not, no, not a jar. And a, ca- a canister of semen. Cylinder, I believe Cylinder. is the term used. Cylinder's a shape. I think they say, and a titanium cylinder. I don't know the exact line, but they say like what it's made of, and they call it a cylinder. We'll check the tape. I'll, we'll I'll call it a tape. cylinder for your benefit. Well, I'm already helping you out. <laughs> this is for you. So um, you got Britta in. got an iPod Nano with all the songs to relax, chill out to, uh, and, and a cylinder of sperm. That's a pretty weak-ass gift to get. Yeah, it is. However, of course, it's a reference to the first season episode where it says, like, Britta Perry, proud owner of a mm-hmm. used iPod Nano, 2014. Yeah. But, like, your friend died, and he gave someone $14 million worth of shares, <laughs> and he gave you an iPod Nano. Yeah, right. he gave Shirley um, the timeshare in Florida and sperm. Which is a pretty good one. Yeah. Jeff got sperm... And you know it. Are you cheating? You're not looking it up. Are you cheating? Where would I be looking it up? On my audacity file or on your face, Zach? Okay, whatever. Uh yeah. pass you for don't... a second. He gave okay. Abed only sperm. Yep. And he gave Troy sperm and the company, but only if he sails the boat. Not the company. The His shares in the company. Yeah. Um f- what did he give Jeff? It's a plot point in a future episode, what, yeah. what Pierce gives him. He gives him a bottle of fine scotch. Oh, yeah. So he'll be less tempted to drink the bottle of fine sperm. There you go. You did pretty well. I did okay. Kind of. Yeah. And that's trivia. That's Let's trivia. Let's move on to the emails that we've received this week. Okay. We've got one from our uh, <laughs> cylinder daddy himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Community says, hi guys, Polygraph is an incredible reveal episode. I particularly enjoyed the original over the one used in the table read, which was closer to the original script. Silence, Winch, was perfect. My MVP is Abed. Just perfect. Have a good one, guys. Community's Matt. Thank you. Okay. Trivia. According to Troy, what does Jeff keep in his freezer? Bread. Bread. Yeah. 
What an old person thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Just go buy more bread when you need it. Who created the double five handshake? Fun for, Fun for friends. friends. Yeah. Fun for friends. Um, how many jobs was Troy fired from? No, that's not what it is, though. No, it's not. Pierce. It's how, Pierce was fired from like 15, 15 or 16 jobs. Yeah, it was 15. Before Troy, at, at, when, when he was Troy's age, and Troy had only seen two police academies by yeah. that point, the last two. Yeah, w- watch the episode. Yeah. Troy's never had it? a job. Oh. Uh, okay, answers. Bread is what Jeff keeps in his freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that Kevin, Kyle is the guy he points to, uh, created the double five handshake. Oh, because hey, I'm this guy and that's this yeah. guy. Okay, but I think we should still get. And it. then the incorrect answer to how many jobs was Troy fired from? He says five. They absolutely say fifteen. Maybe Troy says that some other point, but I do not remember it. So I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I think yeah, uh, this might be another Jordan boys situation. <laughs> I think what's going on? You okay, Dad? Yeah. It's all the dehydration. You've uh, got us. You don't need to fill any more canisters. You don't got to fill them we up We are your sperm canisters yeah. now. Yeah. Oh. Just fill us. <laughs> fill, fill us up with love. Let's move on to the next thing, Stephen. So this is a bottle episode. Uh-huh. The It's, again, one of those episodes that you could either do pretty quick or you could get lost in all the detail. Well, and I'm, not I'm get trying to much. think because once, How are you feeling? Uh, once upon a time, you did say that if I ever finished early, there might be bonus points. Depending on the content, sure. If yeah. I feel like you finish early and you did a great summary, yeah. Yeah, I don't think well, if that you were just like, they do early. lie detectors and Pierce is dead... I don't think I'd be like, wow, three Let me seconds. scratch that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. It's time to find out once and for all for this week. Did, Did Steven, Steven watch the watch episode the this episode week? This week. That's a lie. Well, let's get right into it, my friend. Are you ready? <sighs> I think Are so. Your, is your engine rumbling? I have to pee just the right amount. <laughs> All right, you've got 20 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. Pierce is dead. His funeral had a lot of beeps and boops. Um, it's time to read his will. Um, he gave everybody sperm, uh, but he made them fight against each other first and tore them apart from the inside, but then secretly he all loved them all. Um, he gave them all different gifts, especially to them except for Abed. Uh, then he tells Troy that he has to sail around the world if he wants to get all his money. He gives Jeff scotch. He gives Annie a tiara. He gives Shirley Stop. A- How do you feel about that? You know, I feel like I got more of the plot than I thought I was going to, but I know I left out some some things. This may surprise you, but I'm going to give you a D minus. Why? You did not mention lie detectors. I didn't? No, and that's like the <laughs> whole episode. And this isn't like a maybe I missed it thing. You said like, all you said was like Pierce made them fight with each other over his will, basically. And that's a totally different I episode. I did. In my head, I was like, huh. Because you really, if you had mentioned that, that would have been talking like a B plus. But yeah. it's in the title of the episode. It is. I missed a pretty major plot point there. Fair. So that's why I'm going comically low because yeah, you, no. missed, you missed it's one of the D-. best parts. Yeah. The biggest part. All right. Well, let's move on to what we had as favorite funny moments. Okay. I have a few from this one, Zach. I do too. Why don't we go back and forth like let's we did do a couple bang, weeks ago. Bang, bang, bang. I'll go first, I guess. 
Um, when Troy and Abed are like, yeah, we've been washing paper plates and making our own toothpaste, but in the future when robots have taken over, we'll have a free jacket. Cool. That was really funny. Um, I like Troy and Abed are in mourning. That was really funny, but sad, yeah. Uh, this is a little moment, a Shirley moment, where she did something wrong, and she's like, I'm sorry. And then they <laughs> say something that someone else did to her, and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like when Chang walks out when they're like, have you ever masturbated in the study room? And he just slides just the takes thing all the stuff off and walks out. out. <laughs> really funny. Chang was great in this episode. I remember the Chang bits like featuring prominently in the promos for this episode when nice. it came out. Like that was like the big joke that they kind of referenced. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down, you told me a hawk stole them. <laughs> you made believe- me believe in a slightly more magical world. <laughs> it's a good Brita moment. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote the last one that I, I wrote down more. was, I'm ashamed. Lie. <laughs> I wrote that one down too. They both say it at the same yeah. time. Uh, the other ones I wrote down... When uh, Abed brings up the message on Jeff's mirror and Jeff's like, you took a shower? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> and the last thing I wrote down, did you say this already? Silence, winch. No, I did not. Papa That's did. a really funny moment. Yeah. Just over the handshake. I think that all the interactions, especially Shirley's with the um, like Proctor, were really, really funny. This is one of, as every episode of Community, Shirley doesn't get enough to do. Mm-hmm. But this is one of her funny episodes really in memory. Funny. Uh, she has a lot of really funny moments, just like being deflective and, and all that. It, it, it's a good situation to put Shirley into. Yeah. Before we start going through the episode, let's talk a little bit more about what we thought about it. This is an episode that has a lot of headspace in the community canon. We learn a mm. lot of things, and it also checks a couple pretty big things off of like what the series needs to do. Um, it's one of those few episodes that really affects the show moving forward. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times things just kind of reset by the next episode, but in this situation, you can't just reset in the next episode. So going into it, remembering that it's a favorite, how do you feel about it? Did it live up to that? Did it did it slope it at all? Did. What do you so think? I, I really liked this episode. I've watched it yeah. several times, but I um but my last interaction with it was actually the uh, table read. Sure. So that Which was makes my... you kind of forget how good the actual episode. Yeah, it did because I really love the table read for a lot of reasons, but and I laughed at the jokes and it was great seeing them laugh at the jokes and things like that. But it's slightly different. So I I it was really nice to see it in episode and remember different things. Uh, yeah, I, it lived up I think to the hype for me. This is a great episode and I think one that when you said before that it was you know, last week I think you said maybe it's in the contention for a Mount Rushmore. I kind of didn't remember it necessarily that way just from the table mm-hmm. read, but I was like, wow, yeah, this episode absolutely deserves to be up there just as much as any other one. Yeah, I think they do a lot of things really, really well in this episode. Even though I've been a little disappointed with the show so far and how they handled Pierce's absence, and I kind of hate that they didn't say much about him before he died, mm-hmm. I really love how this episode allows Pierce to be a character in the show again, yeah. uh, lets them write those jokes that Pierce had that were pretty funny in a different context, but I don't know, it, it feels really nice. It, it's got a good mesh of where the show has gone before and where it's about to go. Uh, I love that we get some more jokes at the expense of Pierce's religion, because that's mm-hmm. always been one of my favorite running bits. I think they just really knocked this out. It's a lot of great writing in this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's dive in. 
The episode kicks off. Like I said, I love everyone being in the garb of Pierce's religion, uh, the lava lamp. Uh, I, I like that they didn't just let Pierce die and there have been a funeral that, of course, Pierce is going to have this weird, yeah. what is it, neo-Buddhism? Is that what something it's called? like that. Reformed neo-Buddhism or something? Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. Everyone sits down at the study table after the funeral to 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 kind of to kind of uh, commiserate after it. I love the setup here when everyone's concerned about Abed because he sent, spent so much time at the coffin. Everybody thinks he took it really seriously, and later on that rug is pulled. But I love <laughs> how they set it up like this. Yeah, so you are kind of like, oh, Abed. Of course Aww. that would like affect him really bad. Mm-hmm. Choi and Abed are in mourning is a really funny <laughs> bit. It makes me laugh every time. It's it's sad how great of a Troy and Abed episode this one is. Yeah. Well, and I I really like the the fact that they were probably saying that throughout the entire funeral because Jeff's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Jeff in this episode. I do too. He says a lot of things that are sardonic but make sense. And I think he's handling the death really well. Uh, I like seeing how i don't know i really like jeff in this episode a lot of the characters yeah we've got to say it right up the front of how good of a showcase this episode is for donald glover oh my god yeah he's so funny in this episode and also uh, i for the first time i felt like troy feels a little off since season four and for the first time in this episode he feels kind of off with a purpose mm-hmm. he like, is it's... still funny and sweet but he's not quite as like childish dopey anymore and that might be partly because donald glover the actor is ready to be done with playing this character but in this episode it works and it adds a shade and i'll give him the credit let's i hope that it was uh on purpose Mm -hmm. the the little hesitation that i feel like he has is troy yeah in, in this episode but overall i think he gets some great lines throughout this episode delivers them well and then his twist at the end, which obviously we'll get to, comes a little abruptly for how big of a thing it is. But Donald performs all of it perfectly. Yeah, I think he does. This is one of my probably favorite Troy and Abed episodes, and it's not even a Troy and Abed episode. I just love how this episode, like, you could watch just this and, and you could absolutely understand their friendship, how much mm. they mean to each other the kind of like wacky things they go through, but they're a team, they're a unit. And you can see in both of their faces when they kind of acknowledge that they're going to be without the other one at some point, how that kind of hits is great. I mean, I cried at the end of this episode today. I got a little emotional. We'll get there. There's of course one moment at the very end of the episode that makes me well up every time. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it is about it because it's kind of an obvious piece of writing. Yeah. But, damn, does it cut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right now, we're, we're still in the silly stuff. A couple of little things. They're talking about the inner John pod that Pierce is in, and everyone's like, but wait, we we buried him, and we saw them bury the body, but but Pierce's vapor is in here. A couple of details I like. I like how there's, uh, Troy says, the incredibly persuasive literature they passed out. So this pamphlet that they gave everyone at the funeral that makes it make perfect sense and gets people like interested in their church. Yeah. And I also liked how on the lava lamp thing itself, that the logo of the church or whatever kind of resembles the NBC logo just a little bit. Oh my God, uh, and, I just realized and the that. show That's was really on funny. NBC, and I'm sure that was intentional, and I think it's really funny. That's really funny. Once you reach level whatever, 17 or 16, you, 16. Can, you can finally see Blurble, which cuts off one of the first of many great Shirley lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. The, if, if the good Lord created Blurble, he keeps it hidden for a reason. <laughs> 
Uh, Chang. Let's talk ah! about Chang. He walks What's up, in. In bombs. Which is funny because like he literally means nerds, and that's what hmm. is so funny because he always I, calls them nerds. I assumed it was an n-word situation. Just I because... think that's that's the joke, Zach. Well, I'm glad that maybe he did mean nerds. That I still thought it was funny. Yeah. I think Chang is hilarious in this episode to yeah. the point that when he walked in, I was like, oh yeah, Chang's in a lot of this episode. We haven't gotten enough Chang this season. And then no. by the end of the episode, I was still like, we have not gotten enough Chang. I'm sure there's a version of this episode where he would have been a very funny uh, participant the entire time. Yeah. Even though I love his bit, but I've been missing Chang a little bit. I want to see some more Chang. Me too. I this love the way that he walks in. How's the funeral? Awesome. That's just so <laughs> funny. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it's so funny. And like I said, I like Jeff in this episode. So his response to that is like perfectly <laughs> coded. He's like, no, <laughs> our friend's funeral was not awesome. <laughs> And they kind of have a nice conversation here that brings up – it separates Chebby from Pierce, but it brings up, like, Pierce's complicated legacy within the study mm-hmm. group, where Chang is, like, joking about the funeral, being light about it, because he thought everybody hated Pierce. And yeah. what I like there is when he says that – I'm sure it's ad-libbed, but every character has a different reaction to him saying mm-hmm. that. I noticed that Abed plainly was like, no. When he says, I thought you guys hated Pierce, he's like, no. And then yeah. a couple of them are like, well, and then a couple of them are like, no. And a couple, you know what I mean? I yeah. really like that. That if you really, even though because this episode has every character, it can't exactly focus on more than a couple mm-hmm. of them. If you chose to track each character's like journey through this episode, oh, uh, that'd you be see great. them mourning through the show. You see them, uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting how they bring up Pierce's legacy mm-hmm. in the show here and well, how and- they're still allowed to like him. I really appreciate that they kept everyone's relationship with Pierce true to that character because Britta and Jeff don't have the same relationship with Pierce and Troy has a different relationship, you know? So it's not like certainly has a different. Yeah. And I think they kept that true through each character. Very much. Obviously the easiest parallel to make with this episode is its title and it being a bottle episode is to put it next to cooperative calligraphy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because it's a Pierce episode, it feels a lot more like a sequel to the first documentary episode. Yeah, When he was in the hospital giving everyone their bequeathments. Uh, This is similar to that, obviously, in that way. But also in the way that that episode really reflected on who Pierce is to each person in the group, the ones that he's closer Mm -hmm. to, the ones that he's jealous of. Um, I I think this episode feels a lot like that episode in some ways. Yeah. Pierce had already been fired from 15 jobs and Troy had only seen two police academies. So far, no reference to Troy in five jobs. Is that what, what have we ever seen Troy work a job? No, I don't think so. But we've talked about that before. I feel like some of these people have to be working jobs that we yeah, don't see. Like same. Shirley throughout the show. She's a, a single mother for parts of the show. I'm sure she was working a, a, a day job or some type of job on mm-hmm. top of going to classes. Yeah. Britta had jobs. That's something that the rest of the show does better. Uh, uh, Britta gets a job and it becomes a part of the show kind of. Mm-hmm. So we get the introduction of Walton Goggins as Mr. Stone. I know that before this episode, you didn't really know the name Walton Goggins or who he is. Uh, even though I know probably, this actor, though, yeah. Even though you've seen him and stuff, he is a really good actor, and he kind of made his name on dramatic TV, but now lately he's taken more comedic roles. I feel like maybe this was kind of a shift in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's a really funny guy. We talked about the show earlier, but if, I haven't seen the new season yet. But The Righteous Gemstones is a show created by Danny McBride, and it stars a lot of great people like Danny McBride, John Goodman, uh, Adam Devine, 
Um, it, it's got a great stacked cast, and, and it's very, very funny. It's a satirical take on on like mega churches and the families that run them, and kind of the corruption that goes underneath them, and and stuff like that. And and Walton Goggins plays my favorite character on that show. He's very, very funny on it. So I always love seeing him and stuff. He's really funny. Nice. And I really I, like Mister like, Stone. Yeah, I think he's really funny in this episode, especially at the end. I think he's he's really kind of drops the persona that we in, that were introduced to him as and that that he's a man pays off his really job. funny yeah that's one of the things i love most about this episode is the tone that walton goggins and the actors behind the lie detector machines <laughs> the way that they pull off this mood really sets the tone for the whole episode uh because i don't know i think both walton goggins speaking very plainly and professionally these ridiculous things both adds to the humor and helps you to hear those things in Pierce's voice instead of his. Absolutely it does. And I think Walton, and like I said, the other actors, but obviously particularly Walton, does an incredible job with that throughout the entire episode. They mm. said on the commentary that he was working really hard on it, that like he'd be off screen, uh, he'd be like off while they were doing other stuff and he'd be like, come on Goggins, you gotta get this, come on. And that they like, <laughs> that he worked with the, the directors on like, different speeds of talking, oh, that's different cool. tones. And I think what they landed on was perfect. I think he really fits I the role too. to a T. And of course, Pedro Pascal in the yeah. table read gives another shade of that performance, an iconic <laughs> performance as well. But I feel people have forgotten a little bit about how great Walton Goggins sure. is because of uh, uh, Pedro not being able to keep his cool during all the sperm talk, which is a really mm-hmm. funny moment. Uh, but Walton Goggins nails it in this episode. He's got the look, he's got the tone. Uh, and we haven't even mentioned that he shows up. He's there to uh, begin the polygraph tests that are going to be the the main thread of the episode. Even though Stephen didn't seem to seem to get that part. There's polygraphs in this episode. And what do you think about the uh, the way that they portray the study group struggle of whether or not they should go along with this, and then that they should, and why they're doing it for the money and stuff like that? Do you think that's a good thread in this episode? Yeah, I think it's fine. I also think it's believable. I mean, $20 million even split between uh, six people is a lot it's of money. a lot of millions of dollars per yeah. person. Yeah, so I, I get it. I mean, if I were in their case, I'd absolutely freaking do it. Because here's the thing is they were like, okay, it's Pierce. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? And them, I think pretty much every member of the study group, for the most part, thinks that they are like a good person who is like, done they're like i didn't kill pierce Maybe i didn't do anything even wrong thinks that they are the person that pierce left the most to for some sure reason. yeah i'm sure that annie and jeff thought they were gonna get a lot money. more than what they did yeah you know it's both shitty that the money hangs pretty high over this episode mm-hmm. and in the end nobody really gets money other than troy yeah. and i guess maybe shirley who gets the timeshare in florida but at the same time, to keep some type of status quo in the show, we couldn't be throwing around millions of dollars to each of the characters. So they kind of had to make it the character that's about to leave forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Chang is about to leave when Mr. Stone lets him know that he's very much a part of this too. And and Chang has terms that they, they don't give him, but he agrees to stay. And that leads to some <laughs> funny moments in a minute. And then right before the theme song, I think this is a really funny joke that leads into the theme song. I do too. Choi like touches the, this is great uh, prop design that they've done here. He touches the lava lamp and it starts letting out a vapor, which they assume is Pierce. 
And Choi's really concerned about this because he thinks they're losing peers. And he tries to suck him into his mouth as if that would help. And it really makes me laugh that right before the theme song. He's like, someone get a balloon. <laughs> so funny. I think it's very, very funny. Now we get the theme song where here in a moment we'll see for the second to last time uh, Donald Glover's name on here too. It's sad. Yeah. There will be so. more conversation to have about this next week. Obviously, next week has Troy's big goodbyes with everybody, but this episode feels a lot more to me kind of like Troy's send-off episode mm. because we really get a lot of him, a lot of his goofy spirit throughout yeah. the episode, where next week, rightfully, kind of focuses more on Abed because he's staying and he's going to have to deal with what happens when Troy leaves while Troy is just gone and we kind of get to make up what he, we think he's doing. Totally. Uh, I, I feel like this episode really kind of uh, made me uh, made me reason with the fact that we're really about to lose Troy. Yeah, made me a, made me a sad boy. So the reason they're doing this polygraph test is because Pierce had written that he wanted them <laughs> to be cleared for maybe having murdered him, which I think is just hilarious. Well, because he was like, no matter how natural it seems, I was murdered. <laughs> well, we learn later that he died while masturbating, <laughs> dehydrating himself, Man, some of the ridiculous stuff that this show gets past the censors. Yeah. This show airs on the same channel as, like, America's Got Talent or whatever. <laughs> and they get some nasty jokes. That I think now that it so uh, uh, comfortably is a show that has a home on streaming. Sure. And, and, and shows pushing the boundaries is more of a thing nowadays. I feel like it can be easy to forget how much they're really getting past the censors sometimes. Yeah. That one of the main characters of this show died dehydrating himself, <laughs> masturbating to fill like six cylinders of sperm, which we see and and discuss the sperm inside. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. They're not doing that I mean, over on young could Sheldon. They, could they ever like do you think how did they get the like drink this with this scotch so you don't drink this cum right how do you get that through the they talked sensors? about that on the commentary they were like i don't think we got any notes and they commented on how <laughs> the the game that's of being bad. a television writer and having to deal with the eccentricities of weird things with standards and practices that can go and things that can't and yeah. having this weird like negotiation all the time of what you're trying to get past and what they're really firm on can't happen like you can't <laughs> show a boob but you can have them all discuss drinking sperm it's yeah. weird they, dan Harmon <laughs> even said something like like this is probably something that young kids should not be hearing talked about but yet it's fine <laughs> They're like, this, our show comes right after access hollywood <laughs> everyone kind of agrees that even though the polygraph thing is weird and ham-fisted none of them murdered pierce at first they agree to go along with it not because of the money but because it's pierce's last thing yeah. he wants so so they'll they'll give it a try and i think it's funny how how quickly that wanes, how later on they're like, and that was the beginning. So they're all getting ready to uh, be answered some questions. Be answered? Be answered some questions, yes. You made a mistake, ha ha ha! And these are parts of the episode that there's not as much to, to talk about every little thing. We'll talk about the reveals that we get and the funniest jokes as they happen. Uh, yeah. All The way that Walton Goggins portrays the... Uh, less likable nature of Pierce, mm -hmm. the gay jokes, the lesbian jokes about Britta, the uh, the way that he says them in his voice. I already kind of said this, but it just makes it so much more funny to me that it's Walton Goggins as Mr. Stone saying them in Pierce's voice than actually having Chevy. Totally. Him. And I think it's so much funnier because we have like 
this idea that Pierce knew the study group so well that he could line up these questions so that they'd mm-hmm. fit exactly with what they were going to say just to mess with them. For it to know? flow with the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Pierce isn't an idiot, so even funny. though he kind of is. Yeah, I think it's I so also great. His delivery is incredible. His last day... So, okay, so let's paint a little picture here. So we don't know a lot about Pierce after he graduated and left on season four other than... One, he was banned from the campus, mm-hmm. and two, like, Spite spent money on a new Greendale building and made the hologram of himself, so he's yeah. always there. And now I'm assuming he's in his mansion all the time, he's really bored, doesn't have anything to do. Just him and Gilbert. And he probably had the thought that, like, one day I'm going to be dead, and they're going to be really upset that they didn't take care of me more. And, like, how can I mess with them so that when I yeah. do die, and then he killed himself while coming up with that plan unintentionally, <laughs> is really, really funny. I'm glad it's that he really did great. the will first. Yeah, like, well, he was doing the will, but while he was putting this all together, like, the last touch <laughs> was, well, I better fill and fill and freeze <laughs> these canisters now. Because I'm not going to be able to 20 years from now when I die. And then he dies doing it because he's an old ass man. (laughs) And he probably masturbated 300 times in one day. (sighs) Funny stuff. So that's what, like 50 50, 50 spews per can? I feel like it's got to be a lot more than that because in le- let's let's talk about the logistic. Let's talk about the cum science behind this yeah. for a second. Sorry, guys. But, like, unless you're one of those, like, ridiculous jacked-up porn stars that, yeah. that just shoots ropes and ropes and ropes, it's usually, like, I'm a glad meager- that you used the word rope because I was about to go, rope gang. <laughs> it's usually, well, I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit like that, but it's usually, like, yeah. a meager to middling amount, right? Sure. And we're young men in our sexual prime. <laughs> this is Pierce, who's about 70. So he's, he's 50, like. I feel like, is way less than enough to fill one. Those canisters are big. They're big. That's a lot. But I guess he didn't have to fill them all all the way, but I feel like he would. I mean, he died doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what he could have used at a time like that? What? The Baldo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I guess. No, I don't think there was a partner helping him with this in any way. No, no, I think it's, it's, it's just all him for and his him. hands. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Last like, week we got to talk about butts a lot. Now we get to talk about cum for a whole episode. Wow. That doesn't even happen until way later, and we've already mentioned it a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> you come to succumb a cum I would say that we've become a cum podcast, but I feel like in some ways we've always been one. True. We have to like, you know, one of those super fans out there go through our episodes and count which word we've said more: ass or come. I would really love. I don't know if I have the the spirit to do it, but to go through our stuff and to make like an out of context compilation type thing, <laughs> even um, in context, is pretty bad, Zach. <laughs> there was one recently of you being like F- Helen Hunt and just like out of context. <laughs> I think that shit's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good okay i really like shirley's demeanor with the lie detector thing she's very mm-hmm. against this whole thing and she is very bad at accepting any type of fault or like any uh reflection that other people are asking her to take of herself yeah she's just totally unable to do that and when she's literally strapped to a lie detector test it, it's really hard to keep any of that like at bay 
Uh, and I think it's really funny the way that she keeps snapping back and forth from nice, cute, cuddly Shirley to like the part of Shirley you don't want to see on a dime. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's one of the first big reveals. It's not that surprising, but it sure is disheartening that Shirley donates a lot of money. I'm sure she's not a woman with a ton of money, but she donates a lot of money to a pro-life organization. What do you think about that? Uh, the face you're making says a lot. Big ol' thumbs down for Shirls. Now, here's what this episode does much better than a previous episode. The puppet episode, everyone has these reveals, and I don't really give a shit about any of them. This one, most of them are solid, and a yeah, lot of them are pretty bad, up, and they're all believable. Yeah! And there are times in the future where the show goes back to that well, and I don't think they ever match what it is here. Uh, maybe I've said this about episodes before, but this episode does such a great job of, like, we know these characters so well, they know each other so well, so it's both shocking that we can pull out things that we don't know already, mm-hmm. and they're able to build on all this history to come up with real believable things that these all could, all these people could have done versus each other. Mm-hmm. And it feels very, very real and very lived in. Yeah, I really like it a lot. It does. They wrote some great confessions in this episode. Shirley's it's my money it's my choice versus Britta's well if I wanted the government in my uterus I'd fill it with oil and Hispanic voters there's a lot of great reactions from the people sitting next to whoever's saying because Abbott's like oh my god yeah (laughs) his like eyebrows go up at the last second that was really good who says keep it frosty ladies (laughs) probably f***ing Jeff Choi's uh, questioning <laughs> all the time is really funny. It, when he says that his name is Choi and then says he meant to say Butts Carlton, and Lady's like, he did, he did mean, mean to, to say, say Butts Carlton. Carlton. And the adorable Abed and Choi giggling with each other, very, very cute. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite Choi runners. This almost made it my favorite funny moments. Just the way that he, like, all of a sudden throws himself into an episode of TV he's seen before where someone's yeah. getting lie detectored. And the way he really dramatically, uh, Mr. Stone says something about, were you disappointed that Pierce told you Fat Albert died of diabetes? And Troy says so seriously, yes, like any American would. Then my favorite <laughs> is when he says enough to murder him. And Troy's like, no. Like the way he says it is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Next reveal is that Troy and Abed have an elaborate doomsday escape <laughs> plan to be used in the specific event of zombie attacks. You mentioned that you're glad that they are trying to barter their way onto a boat. If it's a boat full of un uh, un zombified people, yeah. a boat wouldn't be the worst place to be. It'd be no, the, zombies can't swim. It'd be the worst place to be if one of those people were a zombie well, or anybody got sick, which obviously would probably happen. But if you're well, in the middle that's of why the you ocean use with a few people, condoms. Sure. So you always bite with a condom on. Yeah. And it's really funny that. <laughs> Of course they have this plan, and of course they, like, have a plan to exclude everyone else out of it. It's a funny bit. Yeah. All of the writing is great. I know this had to be a super room-written episode, but a lot of props go to Alex Rubens for putting this script together. (laughs) I love when the way Troy's, like, (laughs) it's a doomsday plan, not a picnic plan. (laughs) That's so funny. He's right, though. You got to keep the numbers trim. And right away, the study group is already starting to jab at each other, and they're starting to sprinkle in the, this is what Pierce did when we were all in the same room anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's happened already. It's later. But Jeff's line of, like, usually you respect the dead or mourn the dead because usually they stay dead and they yeah. continue to f*** with you afterwards. This is great. <laughs> it's so sad that we don't get enough Chang in this episode, but the bits he get are so iconic to community. 
Uh, he's so ready for the question when he states his full name. We get our first Benjamin Franklin Chang. He's ready to deal out the truth. He can handle anything. Nothing to hide. The first question, have you ever masturbated in the study room? And he just stands up. <laughs> How quickly he slides it off and just walks out. And everyone's like, oh my god. <laughs> everyone's so disgusted. Followed by another great bit. I love that Mr. Stone calls Abed Abed. Mm. He does it throughout the episode that Pierce would have explained it as Abed, so that Mr. Yeah. Stone says Abed the whole time. And the runner of, have you ever 9-11'd anyone? Nope. <laughs> the long nope. thing about, well, have you ever killed an animal and then thought maybe you could do more? And everyone like, Everyone's on eggshells? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that's never been a thing. That's something that people project onto people like Abed more than it yeah. ever is a reality. So, of course, Abed says no, and it's true. But everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> We've learned before that he's the the least uh, clinically insane person yeah. from the study group, from Stephen's favorite Halloween episode. My yeah, best one of the bunch. Some of the confessions are just silly, like how mad Jeff gets about Troy and Abed using his Netflix account and constantly changing his rating of the, of the grade. grade. That- I think that that's all they use it for is just to keep putting it at one star. <laughs> that's all that, it like, is. Back and forth of. I like Liam Neeson. Well, then send him a message about the roles he chooses. <laughs> well, why does Jeff As if keep Jeff's watching the gray and keep seeing Netflix, the rating? The gray review <laughs> sends any message anywhere. <laughs> there is so much good writing in this episode. And this season has been that way so far. And I know we're to the point in a couple episodes where some would argue the season takes a drop, whether it's a little drop or a steady drop. And that, that remains to be seen. But... At this point, episodes two, three, four. Is oh, yeah. In next week, five. One of the strongest, if not and maybe. six, because bear down. Yeah. Maybe the strongest run of episodes in the entire series versus maybe there's a good four there's or one five in run two. in season two. There's a couple good runs, but it's. I put this very competitively with those. Maybe it doesn't yeah. win, but it's just about equal to. I love the first section of season five. Uh, it's like the show's back, and it has so much to say still, and and the the bits are just so funny and so real. It really feels like people just barring and jibing, and sometimes it feels like sitcom writing, but a lot of the jokes here, are too yeah. specific that it feels like the jokes that like you and I would make if we were fighting totally. with each other. So good. The way that Pierce talks about Annie and his questioning uh, really shows how Annie has always been one of his favorites yeah. and, and their relationship was always a weird shade of wholesome and it's cute to see it remembered here for a little bit mm-hmm. now this it is pretty perfect up it is up annie gets a couple of up things in this episode that are kind of looked over after it like everyone's really mad at abed for the tracking device and that's up but annie drugged each and every one of them yeah that's bad that's not something you forget uh, but Annie, w- what is it here? It's that she's been overcharging Troy and Abed for rent, yeah. which I 100% believe. Yeah. Because they'd be like, oh, we just let Annie take care of all that, and she tells us how much we owe. Yeah. And Annie's like, okay, with utilities and everything, that's like a 1000 a person, and they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, all right. Because they trust Annie, and they're not going to go look at anything. Yeah, I mean, Abed has not lived on his own before. He was in a dorm room, and Troy was living with Pierce, so... <laughs> It's pretty fucked up, Annie. Yeah. Oh, it's only $10 and putting it into a savings account. Yeah. Sure. But it's even a little bit more fucked up the way that Annie's like, I am going to be in charge of these people's financials because they cannot be, rather than being like, hey, maybe you should start a savings account. Exactly. 
which isn't any of her business either, but this is very much not her business. I'm sure what she does there is illegal in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man, do I love the washing paper plates and making, making our, our own, own toothpaste. toothpaste is so funny. Uh, what's your best guess of the process for making your own toothpaste as as made by Troy and Abed? Uh, I think, you know, it probably takes, you know, I'm, I'm going to draw from some history here. Okay. I'm going to think that maybe Troy's grandmother okay. knows how to make her own, like, baking soda toothpaste, which you can do. And so Troy's taking that idea, but he doesn't know that it's baking soda, so he probably uses baking powder uh-huh. mixed with, like, mints. <laughs> Just, like, mints. I like, almost feel up. like it's as simple as them, like... Chewing gum and spitting out their minty spit, <laughs> and that's the toothpaste. <laughs> I think that's a really funny bit. Yeah. But don't you worry. When we have robot bodies on the moon, we can share a free jack. <laughs> that's so funny. Troy gets so many great lines. It yeah. was really sad. Even in the commentary, there were a couple of moments where they're like, I miss Donald. Mm. Like, me too. Yeah, it's almost reminiscent of like season one and two when Troy had like all the really good one liners Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even have all of them in this episode because there's just so many to go around and he still gets and his delivery is just so good that you remember every one of his lines. That's something that Donald Glover really does a great job on the show is you remember everything he says throughout the episode, even if it's not a lot of things. His delivery is. is just so funny. It's great. Kind of we like how could the have got a, we could have bought a tire for our tire swing with that money. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Jeff says, or your own Netflix account, that's what makes everyone start yelling <laughs> over each other. And this is a good bit because Mr. Stone interrupts him. All right, it's time to get started. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, this is ridiculous. They suggest that maybe they should quit. But uh, this journey has just begun. Of course, they can't just quit like that. This is where Mr. Stone brings up the money. Yeah. This is where Jeff gets that great line because the dead usually don't do any more damage than they've already done. And they all start to take off their stuff. Uh, But then Mr. Stone tells everyone that Pierce is worth over $20 million and only those cleared of this can be eligible for their bequeathments. And I think this is a really funny bit how Jeff gives this speech about how they should be bigger than that. They shouldn't just ploy for money. They're all smart enough to know that that's stupid. They should quit. And everyone's like, yes, I agree. <laughs> and then they're all lying. I'm like, we know you, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, say, you judgmental bitch. Like, damn. <laughs> a really funny Shirley line. Of course, even though it's just like a scientist or a, a specialist or whatever doing their job that Shirley yeah. takes it so f***ing personal. Of course. After Here's that Anastasia commercial. Hawthorne. I think now we're in the stretch of this episode. It's this middle stretch where the bottle episode nature of them all bouncing off one another. I think this is where it's the most chef's kiss throughout this segment sure. of the episode. This part's great. All of these reveals are great. The first one we get is we talked a little bit about this Shirley sandwiches uh, having one vegetarian option and and they're using this cheap like meat substitute that has meat in it but isn't legally <laughs> meat. Really, really funny. Meat foo. It's this Midwest supplement. I think that's really funny. funny <laughs> yeah. And this is the great, because I love the Shirley, I'm sorry, because Britta's like, you've never respected anything about me, which is true and is yeah. fucked up. Even if Britta is kind of a punching bag, the fact that Shirley can't even respect that she's a vegetarian and yeah. like has been the whole time. When Shirley goes, the, I'm sorry. And then Mr. Stone says, did you know that... Britta Perry was high on marijuana at your son's <laughs> baptism. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really, really funny. really funny. 
Oh, and there's so many good bits. This is one of the most episodes where you could just read through the whole script because yeah. the, I wasn't any higher than I was usually. That's a lie. <laughs> <That's... laughs> she was way higher than she is usually. I also the bris is an element of suspense. <laughs> <laughs> I also always think it's funny because Gillian is like a really straight edge person and hasn't drank mm-hmm. or smoked or done anything, but yet she can pull off the stoner vibes so well. Yeah, totally. Jeff says, you know what? We just all need to ball up and not fight over this. Obviously, these questions are going to be poised in a way to make this happen, but we just got to put it all out there on the table, <laughs> not have anything held back. And that's when it brings up the creepy Jeff uh, yeah. having sexual conquest. I didn't know uh, that this, this was that Jeff played uh, Joe on the show You. I haven't watched it, and I don't think I will with the whole Christy Aaliyah thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, he is in the second season of that. Doesn't he play like a sexual predator and he like is a sexual predator? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But what do you think about Jeff here? This Obviously, this isn't quite sexual predator behavior. It's more like... I am not a fan of this. This is not something that I have ever... Well, it's certainly... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, It's certainly... I don't know, a distrustful way to treat people. Yeah. To have like this plan. It's another thing if someone like leaves a shirt and you're like, oh, I'm totally going to smell that shirt sometime. Cause because here's what I'll say. People smell good. But to be like, I'm going to keep a piece of everything. And here's why the line is severely crossed. Okay. Britta is still his friend in his friend group. And he has a pair of her panties. She dated Troy for a whole season. Yeah. After she and Jeff had been sleeping together. And while Jeff would still make like, I bet you want to me so bad right now type references yeah not yeah. cool but not Britta's cool. reaction to it is wholesome and adorable that you told me a hawk stole it it's one of the when she's yelling this it's one of those moments where i take one look at gillian jacobs face mm-hmm. and i'm just absolutely like oh my god yeah. she's perfect you die you melt a little she's bit she's so perfect <laughs> abed's like if you want to collect women's underwear can't you just buy them <laughs> To which Jeff replies, they have to be one in battle. <laughs> Jesus. Which everyone's like, oh my god, Jeff. And Troy's like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but he's still like, tr- Donald is, is playing that so like, well, he's like, awesome. Like, it's just like a flat, like, nice. And Jeff's like, but is that really as bad as going through someone's stuff? And Troy and Albert are like, not really. We go through your shit all the time. We get the bread in the freezer <laughs> line. The bathroom mirror says you're special <laughs> when you fog it up. <laughs> And Jeff starts to defend himself, and he's like, you took a shower? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then now, see, this is the part where I just want to say all the jokes, because it's just fire, 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 all cylinders. When they're like, okay, Mr. Barnes, your turn. It was me. I did it. Lie. I killed Pierce. Yeah. (laughs) Just making sure. (laughs) And we learn the reveal that really doesn't matter, you know, that that Troy didn't make up their special handshake, that he learned it from a YouTube channel. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, see, I wouldn't be as upset as Abed, but It'd I think it's more really like, why cute. didn't you just tell me kind of thing? Well, I think that it's just so cute that Troy was like, oh my God, I have this really good friend. Yes. I want to make sure that I like am a really good friend to him because I haven't had a relationship like this. And so he was watching YouTube videos on things that best friends can do. That's so cute because we mm-hmm. assume Troy is this like well-adapted, super social like person. And he is, but he hasn't had a close intimate friendship relationship like he has with Abed and he wanted it to be the best that it could be. And I think that's so cute. And it's still really funny on top of that too, 
Yeah. Because Aved's like, I'm not talking to you right now. I can't look at you. And Choi's like, well, then you should know I'm crying. <laughs> and then Aved's runner of like, well, I would like rally on you. But usually that's how this is gone. And it's followed by immediate comeuppance. So I'm not going to say anything. And then she says, Mr. Nadir. And he's like, I guess that didn't work. <laughs> that's so smart. That's so Aved. You broke my heart. Continue. Aw. And now this is the up reveal that Ovid has tracking devices on each of them and he doesn't get why everyone's mad he says your faces are changing are you mad or hungry <laughs> which is really funny how up would it be if you found out that you had a tracking device in yourself that like one of your closest friends placed on you and you don't know where it is but now you know there's a thing inside of you somewhere yeah you'd be freaking out a little bit You're picking at your skin all the time yeah thinking that everything's that and it's the reveal from the setup at the very beginning of the episode, that that's why Aved was hanging over by Pierce's coffin <laughs> the whole time. We all thought you were hurt. And Aved's like, well, he's not using it. <laughs> Those are expensive. When everyone's like, Aved, they're all touching themselves. Where did you put this thing? And he's like, if it makes you feel any better, you'll never find it. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Lie. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> Followed up by a up reveal that's equally bad that doesn't yeah. get uh, uh, paid attention to as much as it maybe should that Annie gave them all speed when they were too sleepy while studying for a final yeah that's bad yeah and of course Annie did that shit mm -hmm. Annie crazy and then Abed is so offended because like look maybe I f***ed with your body maybe I put a tracking device on you but I don't mess with your brain you altered my brain yeah. you can't mess with my brain Abed made up a whole language <laughs> And then Troy, I even like that Troy kind of turns in on Abed in this moment yeah. here. That, that, that obviously it doesn't break up their friendship, but it kind of helps that Troy is about to leave and that they're kind of that that they're kind of a little mad at each other, kind yeah, of adds to the sadness of the whole out, yeah. thing. Uh so but yeah, you kind of do mess with with Annie's Annie's brain. What about your the fake Facebook boyfriend you made oh up? Oh my for god. <laughs> What's his name? Something job Brent Underjaw, under Olympic pole vaulting. <laughs> and it's because whenever she's in a relationship, she makes them pancakes. I didn't do it to hurt you. I did it in the name of breakfast. <laughs> the holding hands at Disneyland fantasy, to which Jeff is like. <laughs> Something Annie and I have very much in common. I've, yeah. I've taken all of my favorite conquests to Disney World, and my hand is just dry as a raisin. I have a, a, a good friend who every person they've been dating that they've gone to some sort of Disney something with they broke up immediately after oh my god yeah i'm gonna need to write that down so many trips wasted <laughs> i know isn't that the best i feel like that's the best time to break up with somebody because they're like happy about disney although a better time would be right before you go to disney so that then you don't have to then you for can things for them at, at disney world yeah exactly you saw the way Minnie looked at me chip <laughs> and dale were interested jesus <laughs> It's funny and f***ed up that Jeff made Abed apply for handicap parking so he could use, like, his placard thing. Yeah. I know for a fact, and I probably shouldn't out them, but I don't think they get this far in it, that my grandparents are, are – maybe they could be if they wanted to be, but are not, like, certified as handicapped people. And they borrow, like, the hang-in-the-window thing ah! from their handicapped friends so they can park in the handicapped spots. That's so spots. funny. It's kind of funny. It's not that hard to get a handicap thing. What do you mean? Like, to get one, you can just, like, say you need one. Really? Yeah. Especially if you're old at all. Oh, sure. 
That we could get one. If I was like, hey, can I have one? Hot dog. <laughs> hot, hot dog. Get your hot dogs here. Hot I, dog. I don't. Nobody's gonna get that. But the whole time, me and Steven were in Florida, and like, look, I did it too. <laughs> But Steven was walking around yelling that at the top of his lungs, <laughs> in that voice, in public, to children and families having the most magical vacation of their life. And it, it felt definitely at moments that I was like Steven's caretaker, like helping him. It was great. Through the lines and stuff like, come on, buddy. It's okay. Hot dog. Yeah, we'll get you a hot dog later. It's I was okay. going for like the, the yeah, sunny thing. For what? Like it's always sunny when Frank's like, AIDS, AIDS. I got AIDS. Not the gates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm his doctor. It is actually the gay. It's it the it gaze. did kind of feel a little bit like like we were kind of the the sunny people at the amusement park, <laughs> causing havoc and riding Everest five times in a row to start their day. Our unbridled energy when we get together for an entire week was a lot and in a great way but yeah. also like i don't think i've ever felt that much negative power in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> we we were the problem the entire <laughs> okay this is where again jeff is like guys come on we can't let pierce do this to us and mr stone drops that mr hawthorne hasn't asked a question in quite some time Bum, bum, Damn. bum. They're the problem. They've forgotten that Pierce is dead. It's like they're right back in cooperative calligraphy, yelling at each other over a stolen pen. Pierce <laughs> just does that to them. They just do that to each other. And they have to come to terms with that and be willing to just get all that negative shit really off the table once and for all, willingly, with love out of each other. Uh, but before that happens, Chang interrupts. <laughs> of course, this is a classic bit. I'll probably play this at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. He walks into the study room while they're talking about Pierce tearing them all apart once and for all again. And Chang, not only did he masturbate in the study room, I masturbated everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it's such great delivery from, from Ken. The way he says every word is so funny. <laughs> I love that he like had to leave and like hype himself up. He's like, you know what? I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm proud of what I did. <laughs> Everywhere is so big of a place. Does that mean the whole school, I the whole so. town? Confession is good for the soul. <laughs> you should try it sometime. And he's got a point, so they're all going to take that to heart. And uh, get ready to just just do what they have to do. Get all the negativity out there. Which brings up a really nice change of events that this last part isn't going to be so negative. Yeah. We've reached the nice part of the episode. Um, I want to mention that Dan said on the commentary that Chevy like heard that they were killing off his character and was like really upset about that and felt like it was like a diss to him. And then Dan went on this thing about that like this episode really isn't supposed to be that. This episode is like a Valentine for Pierce. Like uh, he yeah. is crotchety and he's annoying and he's gone now, but they love him. He was a valued member of their group that had a very specific purpose in their group. Mm -hmm. And now he without being there, gets to gets to say to them like he loves them one more time in his own way. And Dan went on this speech in the commentary about like, because what happened that got Pierce, or that got Chevy fired from the show was during season four. Mm -hmm. Whether this remained true or not, Dan was like, I don't know exactly what went down, but I do know that he can't be on the set anymore. So there's nothing we can do, Chevy. Yeah. But I hope you can see this episode as a love letter to your character and not as a, not as a hate 
filled because mm-hmm. there's no hate towards Pierce really at all in this episode. No, there's Other, not. I gotta. T- I've unplugged my headphones. Nice. Yeah, and that's just why you know. <laughs> that's why this episode means so much to me because I feel like having gone through something like that. Wow. It just really like, I don't know. It just changes you. Whatever. Sorry, that was really hard to talk about. Oof. So you had to do it real fast as soon as I couldn't hear you for a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all ready to take this on by storm. They're all monsters, so let's be proud of being monsters. Let's just let it all out, and we start getting the, the bequeathments. Well, before we get the bequeathments, Jeff gives his winger speech and basically convinces everyone, okay, if there's any, like, secrets to let them out, let them out now. Oh, they're so about they to come do have anyway. a little chain of willingly mm-hmm. letting out some stuff that they didn't have to. Jeff, if he had his choice, he'd rather look at himself naked than the women he sleeps with. <laughs> and he hit Jeff's car and blamed it on a taco truck. That's <laughs> That's not good. Britta only gives homeless people when she's walking with someone. Troy, betrayingly, has wow. never been to Legoland. Shirley's is my favorite. I can be passive aggressive sometimes. Well, don't everybody say something at once. <laughs> oh, and Abed's, Abed's is me. great. I relate to this. Abed being like, <laughs> in the way he smiles after he says it. He's like, the like, way you all you. chew gum is horrible. It radiates my skull. I definitely <laughs> have that thing where the noise of people eating is like nails mm-hmm. on a chalkboard to me. Like, really bad. Like, it makes me feel sick. <laughs> oh, my God. It doesn't really bother me, like, if I'm also eating or if, like, there's something else to be but listening to. But if you're, to like, sitting on, like, a, if a, I can just a hear... bus... And or honestly, I have to tell Lily to stop. To or like, if Lily's eating by themselves, it's nothing wrong with them. But I have to be like, we got to put something. Yeah, you on the stop TV. eating. <laughs> you don't get to do that without me. <laughs> you know that your trough is in its designated <laughs> zone. Go slop it up. <laughs> slop it up. But once they get all that shit on the table, yeah, you're right. Then is the bequeathments, and all that's left is the positive stuff. Kind of, it's all definitely positive, but in Pierce's signature way. Yeah. The final round of questions starts with Britta. She's clearly nervous about it. She thinks it's really going to be laid in onto her. But what she says is really what, – what she gets told is really true. Do you think it's sweet? I think it's sweet. I think that Pierce and Britta had a lot of, like, butt head, like butting heads. But I think that they – Pierce really liked Britta. Sure. As much as he, like, shat on her. But it was because she's the only person other than himself that he could shit on. So Right. You know. Yeah, it's a good one. Who's after Britta, who gets her iPod Nano closing that I think circle Shirley's from season next. one? It's a good moment. <laughs> Nitrogen-cooled cylinder of oh, no, hyperbaryl sperm. No, Shirley is next. When you get tired of your lesbian lifestyle and want to raise an army of geniuses. <laughs> also, I really like, need so much. Of course, what Pierce says to Shirley, she's like, yeah, I already know that. I know, <laughs> I know you're intimidated yeah. by me. The timeshare is a really nice present. That's so great for a mom with kids. I, to be I able do to also appreciate that they like slipped in one more like Pierce being terrible and old and misogynist and racist. What is it right he, there? Because he says you're a credit to your race and your gender. Oh my like, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Annie gets the tiara that she turned down in the episode that I feel like this is most like. And mm-hmm. I also love that he explains. I don't remember if they did this. In, I think they did. They explained that the, the, he only had the tiara because he was made to wear it because he wasn't a girl is that what it is yeah when my mother would verbally assault me for not being a girl also Also sperm sperm. Walton, like the first time you see this episode the sperm reveal is so 
funny mm-hmm. because it's funny the first time and then each time the way that it is like less smoothly worked into the message yeah. behind what <laughs> Pierce is saying it just gets funnier and funnier also sperm also sperm <laughs> i really like all the jeff are you gay jokes throughout it delivered by yeah. mr stone with the the stoic face it's really great. <laughs> the fine bottle of scotch so you're i less really like that they the fine they, bottle of you they called it sperm. um this is almost my question but i didn't want to be mean to you okay uh, they called it glengallen uh, but it's really called like mckellen yeah Mc, yeah hmm. ian mckellen yes uh, a fine-aged Ian McKellen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Boy, what I do to get one of his canisters? Uh, the Abed one's funny, even though it kind of makes me sad. The Abed doesn't get anything, but it's literally yeah. just Abed. Did you know you confused me, and nothing <laughs> that you said ever made any sense to me? Yep. Here's, here's, your, here's sperm. your sperm. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is the big reveal, the big moment. Uh, Troy is given... Th- this is this whole last sequence of it. Troy yeah, is given I started tearing up as soon as they said the heart of a hero. And I was like, oh. A huge opportunity. Look, Pierce lived with Troy. Pierce mm-hmm. saw a lot in Troy that not all of us saw. Uh, do you think this is the right way to write Troy off of the show? It's a way that I don't have any issue with. I think that it's it definitely makes not it... an expected way, and it's a very no. community way that he's going to get on a ship and sail off sail to wherever. The world. Yeah, and Donald sells it all very well. How he is told that he has to sail the world to get all of the money or all of the shares that Pierce has left in in his company, and Jeff brings up that I'm a lawyer and I could probably get you out of this. Uh, but Troy is like ready for something like this. He's been kind of like riding off of Abed's coattails for a while. This is a great opportunity to just go do something and to see the world. And so he decides to do it. Um, I, I like the the <laughs> bit where Pierce tried to go around the world in a year, but he just spent a year doing coke with John Denver on an <laughs> island. <laughs> But yeah, it's a big moment for Troy, and for him being seen as someone that has the the heart of a hero, he's given a true hero's journey, and he's down for it. He doesn't really even have to think about it that hard, mm-hmm. and everyone is just left with, well, what does that mean for us? Troy's going to be gone. He's in, in his own way, like the heart of this group. He, he Everybody loves Troy so desperately, um, and Troy feels like, that. yeah, Pierce saw something in him that he didn't see in himself until now. And he feels like he can go do this thing. <laughs> he offered me something I've been searching for my whole life. Millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and being a man or whatever he said. <laughs> and I like, it's. this is the only line that I'm like, that's a little cheesy. When they're mm-hmm. like, Jeff, say something. And he's like, I'm speechless. Yeah. No winger speech for this one. That's a little cheesy. Because I think probably Jeff, is, everyone's kind of like, well, yeah, Troy, go do that shit. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. But also, they're so built as a unit at this point, yeah. and they're already losing Pierce, and now they're losing Troy, and they, they want someone to say something to stop it, especially Abed, who would be the most likely to be like, no, I really want you to stay. But all he can say, oh, f- is this the saddest And I think this is one of the shit. finest, like emotive performances that Abed has at any moment in this show, at least to this point, for sure. Cool, cool, is, cool. That's, that's a, lie. a lie. Oof, that's gonna make me cry just sitting here watching it. But like the way they both put their heads down and and Troy like wrestling with a lot here. He's gonna go do something exciting, but he feels like he's letting down his best friend to do it. Well, and you know, I can relate on a slightly lesser degree of leaving like, home to go to Chicago. Yeah, and like sure. hanging out with your friend for that like last. I know next week is gonna be the last time they hang out, but. But, like, when you tell them, like, hey, I'm for sure, like, moving 
away from here and I'm not going to see you every day like I do now. You like, thought you were moment... getting rid of me, but now we see each other way more than I... we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that moment where like, yeah, you're happy for me because I'm leaving. But at the same time, like it's sad that we're not going to get to spend. No, I definitely felt that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I got in a relationship with Lily, I, I don't know that this goes both ways, but I think it does to an extent. Our friendship was really important to me. Yeah. And I was going through some tough stuff. And I don't think I felt any type of ill will towards you leaving. And it helped that I was getting in a relationship mm-hmm. as it happened. But well, it, that's I, why I asked them to do it. I, <laughs> they really overstayed their welcome, and I'm sorry for yeah. that. Yeah, but. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but no, I definitely felt that. Like, I was so – that was such an adventure. You're like – happy for your friend you're a little bit jealous of your friend and you're also sad that you're losing your friend uh it's a lot going on in abed we know the way that his emotional self is built that he can't make it's a soup of emotions he can't Mm -hmm. just make that into a statement and yeah they end it perfectly and what's even more sad is obviously in this episode we get one of the only end tags that's tied directly into the plot of the episode Mm -hmm. but that's how the episode ends yeah. There's no like little moment for Troy and Abed to like hug or to say it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. A lot of shows would have done that. That's it's a sad ending to a really great and heavy episode. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that is the ending of the episode. Wow. But let's talk about the end tag, which is perfect. I, I think this whole end tag, the only thing that happens is Walton Goggins talking. While That's all it else is. is. And it's like, hilarious. Held captive by him. They're at this bar afterwards, and Walton Goggins is like, gotten to break character from the the stingy polygraph person that he's been the whole time and they learned that he's really annoying and like really self-involved and i was laughing really hard because there's somebody that i know that every time you're at a bar with them is exactly this really like he like goes on like a long rant doesn't let you get any words in and it's super like oh and like and like i have this idea and i'm gonna do this and like this is great isn't that amazing we should totally do this you and me we're gonna and like this whole thing is it me (laughs) are you talking about me it's not you it it is not i promise (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one thing that makes me truly sad in this scene that is so funny is that troy and abed are not sitting next to each other yeah and i feel like that was a choice that was made uh, mm-hmm. They're in a flux. They don't hate each other, but like that is weird. It puts a big wrench in in their relationship immediately. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and his whole thing about and you talk about lying. I was lying the whole time. This is who I am. <laughs> really funny. Walton Goggins. It. I'm so glad that they give him this little scene at the end because he does such a perfect job. But it's one of those performances like fine editing in a television program. Yeah. When it's done so well, you don't really notice how in-depth and intricate it is. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they give him this showcase at the end to also just be an all-out goof and really funny. Where he's like, it's about I have this movie. And it's about a lie detector test guy. and His, his biggest struggle is how attractive he is. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> and we learned the last detail is, you know, I guess someone does get to say, is it? Who says, I didn't even know how Pierce died? Britta, I think. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't even tell you guys. (laughs) Dehydration from filling up all of those cylinders. I love that that's what ends the episode for the most part. And I love how Walton Goggins is like, I mean, it's how I want to go, but hey, I'm a little nutty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, what a funny way to end the episode. Everyone's uncomfortable reactions around him are so funny. And I almost picture that... That guy that you're talking about that you go out with and he, and he won't give the talking stick to anybody else, mm-hmm. 
Is he also like not very perceptive of how clear everyone else wants this to oh, stop? Oh, absolutely. Because he's like, you guys are all thinking what I'm thinking. Let's do shots. Because <laughs> you guys are like, I want to go home and go to yeah. bed. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Man, what a standout ball out of the park. Phenomenal episode, not just of the series, but for the first time in a while uh, on this show, I feel like this is one of those special episodes of television yeah. that that kind of stretches what you can do with a 20-minute sitcom episode. Uh, it's great. Final Fantastic. closing thoughts, and then we'll get into MVP. I think it's a very fine episode of television. Just fine? Very fine. <laughs> uh, MVP, I have a couple of minds... <laughs> what? I have a couple yeah. of names wow, on my mind. I have a couple of minds on my name. I have a mm-hmm. couple of names on my mind, but it, there is a definite MVP for me this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. First, of course, being Mr. Stone. Uh, I would give it to him. The only reason I'm not is it, it feels unfair to give it to someone who's not part of the main cast uh, at this point in the show's run. I also want to give Abed a honorable mention because I mm-hmm. think he has a great showing this episode, uh, both emotionally and just having funny lines all throughout it. A lot of the funny little moments in this episode is Abed saying or reacting to something. But it's Troy. We've been talking yeah, about Troy this whole episode. I have a feeling that next week my MVP might not be Troy, mm-hmm. even though it's his goodbye episode. I think this episode does a lot of the heavy lifting of the yeah. two-parter Troy leaves episode for me. And we get so much of Troy being silly, like season two Troy, uh, so many great lines. He makes me laugh really hard. Uh, it's Troy. What about you? Yeah, for me, it's Troy too. I think that Chang is hilarious. Mm-hmm. The Grog is great. The Gog is great. Um, oh, oh that's I had fantastic. no idea what you were saying at first. Come on, good old Goggy. Good old Grog. Good, you know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good episode. Troy steals the show, though, for me. I think it, the emotional weight that they carry in the last six minutes or so is mm. tremendous. And that's it. That's the episode. Man, it's a bittersweet time to be recapping Community because we're getting ever closer to the end of the show. Man, we've got, like... 20 something episodes left before we're done wow uh this is just going by so fast and and the show is in such a rapid flux of change right now which for a show that always like returns to the status quo by the end of the episode it's a lot i can see why more than a lot of other shows that these exits uh uh, really like affected the fans and really because in a sitcom the family of the sitcom is so important to the show it's so comforting and that's uh, usually permanent on a sitcom you know on a drama characters leave they die are introduced all the time but on a sitcom usually you've got your six people the whole run or whatever Mm -hmm. and i I, it's weird to see a show continue on as it's dealing with so much behind the scenes change and it's amazing that in that they delivered one of the best episodes of its entire run right here yeah all right so that's it for this week go do you have something to say go ahead no that's it get out get out let's get out of here that's right. Uh, all right, everyone. So if you like what we're going to do here next week, we're moving on to geothermal escapism. We're going to say goodbye to Troy, Troy, the Wonder Boy. It's going to be a sad day, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And we want you guys to be a part of it. So send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. 
Alternatively, if you want to help support the show and be a bigger part of it than what you are right now, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. We talked earlier about all the exclusive content you get over there, but it's weekly and it's plentiful. There's much to listen to there. And your, uh, your supporting us on Patreon can get you things like weekly shout-outs on the show. You can get a postcard sent to you from us. All kinds of fun, and we would really appreciate it if you would consider throw in a couple weeks. If you listen to the show every week or close to every week and get to this point in the episode every time you listen, it would mean a lot to us if you could uh, give us a little bit of support back. We don't expect it, but we sure do appreciate it, don't we? Hell yeah! Oh, you were unplugged out of my headphones that entire time, and I didn't notice. I, I was on a roll. I talked for like <laughs> two and a half straight minutes. I didn't even know you weren't here. Nice. There we go. I get so impassionate lately, and I mm-hmm. rip my cord. I need a longer headphone cord, I guess. Just just sit closer, like, to the computer. No. No way. <laughs> if I can see the little details of your face, I can't <laughs> get through close. anything without gagging. Uh, so, Stephen, if people can't support us with their money, how, how else can people support us? Where can uh, they They can us? support us with their thumbs, index fingers, really anything that will make a mark on a phone type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, going over to Twitter, that's an app and a website if you want to use a computer. It sure is. Um, and go follow us over at You Can't Disapod. I'm a desktop Twitter only purist. <laughs> nice. I, I like have it. to type out the best I can. My well, yeah, purist. you don't want to have any typos. Mm-mm. Um <laughs> it's still riddled with misspellings. You can look uh, at any tweet I've done on any account. You will not find a single typo. <laughs> Good. Okay, Twitter, Candace the Pod. Yes. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Candace yes. Point Podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube and Facebook. The name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I want you to go over there and just fill that like button up. I mean, to the fill brain. it up like a like a cylinder of hyperbaryl sperm. Exactly. All right, well, that's it for this week. From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Black Lives Matter. And are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. Shots! Shots! Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye! All I want is the truth. Just give me some